um, throughout um, August. And I'd really just like to look at some of the basics of baptism as we do an all-age service together today. So let me pray, and then let's just come around God's Word. Father, as a great hymn says, change from glory into glory till in heaven we take our place. Lord, we need to get used to change. And so, Father, you want to change us, you want to move us. Lord, you want us to go through circumstances that will encourage us to change and to bring more glory to you. And so, Father, as we look at the the basics of baptism today, Father, would you speak to each one of us? For those who've been baptised, Lord, remind us of what we did. Remind us of why we did it. For those who haven't yet, Lord, encourage us, strengthen us, lift us up, Lord, as we share all the goodness of who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I'll start by reading what I consider to be a foundational text around baptism, and it's from Romans chapter 6. Um, I'm going to read quite a few verses here, just to lay a foundation here. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who have died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. For if we have united together into the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man has crucified with him, and that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin." For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Hallelujah. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead, indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Anybody in the room, anybody online ever done something and you think, oh, why did I do that? Maybe it's something you said. Maybe it's a habit that you used to have and you've, you've left it behind. I had, I had, I had a friend of mine who, who wanted to give up smoking. And they gave up smoking. They got free from the cigarettes. They were into a place where they, 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 they were no longer smoking. And then one day they had a really stressful situation. They just reached out and put the cigarette in the mouth. And then he said, what am I doing? I was free from that. And uh, I just thought, wow. And uh, he, he, he said, I don't want to go back there. And so... I just want to encourage you. Sometimes there are things that we do where we go, why am I doing this? Why did I just say that? And often it's our words. Often it's our words. Sometimes it's our thoughts. Because which comes first? Words or thoughts? 
There's an interesting question for you this morning. Some people will say, oh, I, I didn't mean that. Well, why did you think it? Oh, I didn't think it. Well, you must have thought it to say it. And so let me encourage you. Scripture so clearly has just shown us here in Romans 6 that we die with Christ. So if we, if, if we recognize who Christ is, the Son of God, he went to the cross. You know, and sin is, not a, sin is not a good thing. I'll be honest with you, sin is not good. Anybody like sin? Well, we probably like some of the things that are not good for us. But you know, God wants us to walk his way. He wants us to make his choices, walk his paths. And so let's reckon ourselves to be like Christ and die to the old and arise to the new. And this is where the symbolism of baptism, and, the, and this is why we believe as a church in full immersion baptism, because we go under the water as we were, and we arise as a new creation, as a new being. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Am I disobedient sometimes? Yes. Maybe, maybe I should have even broadened that and said, sons and daughters, please read that in, in, in its context of children of God, amongst whom we also were once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were nature children of wrath, just as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when he did... Even when we were dead in trespasses, we were dying with our sin, made us alive together with Christ. God looks upon us through Christ, by, for by grace we have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus." For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has good works for us to do, folks. Do you know when, when you're in the right place, doing the right thing, it's great. You know it. You just, I, this is what I was made for. Yes, yes. You know, even as, as Nikki was sharing her testimony, a, a stressful week. I, I, I would imagine in that week there were moments, Nikki, when you thought, this is what I was made for. Even though it was wall, stress, uh, trouble. And then when we can look back and think, yes, I've overcome. Yes, God help me. And so, uh, let me read one verse from, from Matthew, chapter 10, verse 32. For, because I, I just really want to understand why we might get baptized. What, what is it? We're taking an outward sign to an inward change. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, and this is one of the things we would encourage anybody who gets baptized, is to testify to what God has done for them. 
Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Christ is our interceder. He sits at the right hand of the Father, speaking to the Father on our behalf. And do you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that there is Jesus whispering in God's ear. Because he so loves us. He so loves us. Now, how, how, when, should we do, when, when should we get baptized? Well, I don't know whether you remember the story of Philip. Philip became a Christian on the road. And uh, let me just read this one verse from Acts. Um, so he commanded the chariot. They were ch- going on together and they, they were sharing faith. And um, so he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. There in that moment, on the journey. And as we read about Jesus, what happens when baptism, what happened to Jesus when he was baptized by John, immediately coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descended upon him like a dove. I've seen many people baptized in lots of different places. um, And I know it makes a difference. I look back in my life, I got baptized in the sea. We, we, we took a Sunday school trip down, to, and we planned to do this as a church, but uh, um, we took, took a trip down to Bognor Regis. And there we were having a picnic, but then halfway through the picnic, a number of people got baptised. And that's a special day in my memory. It's a day that I can go back to and think, yes, there on the beach with friends. I went down in the water. And was brought back up again. And that, it, it, that moment in history, it, it's, it's something that shows us there's a new journey, there's a new focus. I want to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. And I want to encourage us, because uh, when we read in the book of Acts, I don't know quite how they did this as the early church. Then those who had gladly received the word were baptized. They were preaching the word in the early church. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to the kingdom. Just imagine baptizing tens, hundreds, thousands of people. Takes quite a bit of time. And where should we do this? In Luke chapter 3, verses 3 to 9. And he went to, Jesus went into the region around Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance. Sorry, John. Um, repeating the baptism of the repentance and the remission of sins. As is written in the book of the word of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill be brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of our God. Anybody been on a walk in the mountains? You know where you're going, you've got a plan, you've got a journey, and you get to a hill and you think, am I, am I there yet? And then you're climbing up this hill. Um, I remember climbing Snowdon many years ago, and uh, we were going up the miner's path, and that's meant to be one of the easier routes. And we were going up the path, and then we came to start to climb up the side of Snowdon. And I thought, is this it? Is this the top? And then when we got to the top, I could see there was an even bigger top, and Snowdon is the highest mountain in Wales, so... I knew that was Snowden, not the hill that I was standing on. 
not the little hillock that I was standing on. And I was already huffing and puffing, and it was a kind of hot, sticky day. But, you know, that scripture that talks about uh, rough places, and, 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 and uh, what, what did we read there? We, we prepare the way of the Lord, makes paths straight. Every valley shall be filled. I wish that was true when I've been climbing that particular mountain. And every hill brought low. For God loves us so much. He sent his one and only son, Jesus. And whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And what was said to the disciples, what was said to the multitudes, then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come? Therefore, bear fruits that are worthy of repentance. Fruits that are worthy of repentance. You know, when we, when we come to Christ, there should be evidence. We should be changed. Because we've got to focus on a different thing. We have Abraham as our father, for I say to you that God is able to raise up children of Abraham from these stories. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that not, does not bear good fruit, cut it down and throw it into the fire. But every tree that bears good fruit, let it be to the glory of God. Let me just ask you today, how's your fruit? Are people coming and picking off your tree? We've got a cherry tree outside our house. It's not very fruitful, not particularly fruitful. It has beautiful blossom on it. And the cherries are ornamental cherries, not edible cherries. So they look great, but if you ever try eating them, they're not nice to eat. And we have a a street sweeper. I I think he's from Bulgaria, somewhere in that part of Europe. Um, And he loves cherries. And I've seen him many times when the cherries come ripe. He walks past and there's some hanging down over the path. And the first time I saw him do this, I was sitting in my front room looking out. And these were hanging down over the path. And I saw him reach up and grab some cherries. And I thought, what are you doing picking off our cherry tree? That was my first thought, if I'm really honest with you. And then I thought, oh, but that... that, that and I, I, I wasn't thinking to write. You see, I thought, he's not going to enjoy these. But he picked a few and put them in his mouth. And then he picked some more and put them in his mouth. <laughs> and he's obviously got a different taste in cherries to me. But, uh, you know, when, that, that was a few years ago now. So when the cherries come right and he comes around and he's street sweeping, as he walks past, I just say, enjoy. If you, if you enjoy those cherries, go for it. But I just want to encourage us. What kind of fruit is getting picked from you and me? Is it good fruit? Do people come back for more? Just like Elizabeth was telling some stories about she, you know, she got to get some close friends there and they kept on asking her. Now that's a sign of good fruit. I, I can see this in our garden. We have various things that grow, apple, we've got an apple tree and the apples are just coming ripe now and the parakeets start to fly into the tree and they don't just eat, the, they don't eat a whole apple, they just peck it until it falls off and then they go on to the next one. So we end up with lots of apples on the ground with pecked holes in them. You know, and that's a bit annoying. But I just want to encourage you, because this fruit tree attracts the birds, because it is fruitful. I just want to encourage you. 
as we think about signs that would show that we're Christians. Are people coming back to you for more? I had the privilege this last week uh, of praying with a young man who was, had some troubled sleep. And I got to have a conversation with him. I've never met him. I got introduced to him through a friend of a friend. And I uh, had a conversation with him last Sunday. And we talked. And um, he, he was troubled by some thoughts. And I just said, look, let's talk it through. And we went through in detail. And I just said, look, you know what? It's not as bad as you think, but let me pray. Let me bring some light into that dark situation. I had a text from his mum this week. Slept peacefully every night since then. And all I said at the end was, we're going to pray, and I'm going to pray. And if you want to say amen, that's fine. If you don't, if you want to agree with me, that's what amen means, then, you know, so be it. It will be another translation of amen. I said, if you want to say that at the end, that's fine. But I'm going to believe that from this moment forward, you will sleep so much better. You will not be troubled by these thoughts again. And I think sometimes we need to lay our faith on the line. We don't need to test God. We just need to say to others, this is what I'm believing for. Because otherwise, sometimes people just see prayer as a magic formula. You just say some magic words, and if you say those magic words, something happens. Well, no, it's faith that gets, it's faith that gets unlocked. And if you're carrying fruit on your tree of faith, then that's great. People will come back for more. Sometimes people just want a listening ear. And they just want to dump on you. And let me encourage you, when people come and dump on you, give it all to heaven. Give it all to God. Don't carry it yourself, otherwise you'll walk around with handbags full of other people's stuff. Do you know, and there's nothing worse than carrying bags around of unwanted things. Ladies, gents, if you've got a bag, let me encourage you once in a while to empty it and see what's in there that you don't need to carry anymore. And I'd say the same about our hearts and our minds. There's a time when we need to have a cleansing time. We just need to come before God and bear our hearts and say, okay, what no longer needs to remain as a burden for me? And so that's why testimony is important too. That's why sharing answered prayer is important too. If, somebody, if you ask someone to pray and that prayer gets, that prayer gets answered, please let them know. Because they could be praying for weeks or months afterwards for your particular situation, not realising that God has already moved. And so, why am I encouraging us to do this? I'm encouraging us to do this. Because do you know what? I think a changed life is a great testimony. And a great testimony speaks to others. And as we speak to others, the kingdom gets enlarged. And so please don't just think of your story as a good story. Think about it as his story. And if you join those two words together, his and story, what do we get? History. So let me pray. Father God, thank you that you do not leave us alone. Thank you that you are intimately interested in our lives in our circumstances, in our situations. Father, help us to be a people. Help us to be men and women who keep short accounts with you. Father, help us not to build it all up and then have a a long shopping list of things we need to talk to you about. That we would have time to listen to you too. Just a word from the throne room of heaven can change our perspective. 
just the gift of peace, hope, joy, love, patience, can change our world, can change the way we are. So I'm just going to encourage you, in the midst of these uh, closing prayers around the word, if you want to respond to God's challenge today, you know, are, are you bearing fruit? Are you bearing fruit that remains? Are you bearing fruit that is good? Then great, keep on doing it. Keep on um, standing in the light of his presence. Allow the ripening of God's light shining upon you to ripen the fruit that is in you. But maybe there is some fruit that you wish didn't happen. Maybe there are some habits you want to leave behind. Maybe there are some mindsets you want to change. I'm not going to ask you to stand up, but if you would just like to, as it were, step over that line and leave behind, leave behind that which is not of God and which is not good for us, then would you step over that line? Would you mentally draw a line in the sand right now and step over that line? And I'm going to pray for those who do. Whether at home, if you want to physically do this, whether here in the room, if you want to mentally step forward and just say, Lord, I want to leave some of this rubbish behind. I want to know something more of your presence, know something more of your touch in my life. And so, Father, as we step into the fullness of who we can be because of who you are, And the door that you made open through Christ Jesus, our Saviour. And the door that remains open for all those who don't yet know you. Father, I pray that we be more fruitful with good fruit for your glory. In Jesus' name.